Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Podmoth. Do you see dead people? Not because you're a Bruce Willis superfan, but because visits with Gma got a little weird after her funeral. Are you often up at 3 a.m. Googling the various ways in which bodies decompose? But you swear it's just harmless research. Are you the first of your friend group to go on a murder tour or rent a haunted location for the night? Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Identity Podcast. Listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Identity Podcast on the Podmoth Media Network, your foray into the weird, wonky, and sometimes downright spooky. As you know, this podcast has been around since 2017 and has gone through a couple of co-hosts. In an effort to make sure that the content from co-hosted episodes gets some play, I removed the co-hosted episodes as they were low audio quality and didn't represent what the podcast is today. I've gone back through the archives to ferret out some of the research that really shouldn't fall to the wayside. There are hours upon hours of research sitting in the old haunt head's binder, and I want to make sure that it sees the light of day. To that end, I'll be recording some of these as solo episodes so they'll match the current format and sound quality. Way back when, there weren't too many ear holes tuned in, and I'm hoping that hearing these tales in the new format will bring you weird and wonderful joy. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know about the new shirt that's available on the Bonfire site. I think it's one of my favorites so far. The shirt reads, Odmeste, noun, the oddness in me honors the oddness in you. Do I do yoga? No. Have I ever done yoga? No. But if you're into yoga, or not, and you're certifiably odd like me, you'll agree that the shirt is a must-have for any oddball. Makes a great gift for that lovable weirdo in your life. Visit bonfire.com forward slash oddmeste, O-D-D-M-A-S-T-E, to purchase. On to a little podcast housekeeping. This is episode 5 which means there are only two episodes left before the end of the season. 
I do have someone lined up for our episode 6 interview, but if the timing doesn't work out just right, that episode might have to get bumped for a few weeks. There's also another off-week weird coming your way next week, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Bumping episode 6 might mean that the end of the season won't come until July 5th. I also run a literary journal, and we'll need the month of June to get the spring and summer issue in order. Last but not least, at the end of the episode, there will be an advert for a pod on the Podmoth Network, as well as an ad for Fireside Phantoms podcast. Take a moment to give those great pods a listen, and subscribe if you haven't already. And now, on with the show. Chillingham Castle has been featured on many ghost hunting shows. Serious Places on Earth, Ghost Hunters International, and Holiday Showdown, to name a few, have all taken a turn on the crazy whirly gig of fun that is Chillingham. Safe to say, it's the least chill place on Earth. Located in Chillingham, Northumberland, the castle was the first line of defense preventing Scots from getting over the border to invade England. Originally a monastery in the late 12th century, the structure became a fully fortified castle in 1344, and was the seat of the Grey and Bennett families from the 15th century right on up to the 1980s. If you've heard of the Grey Monument in Newcastle-upon-Tyne, or savored a mug of Earl Grey tea, you should know that the Grey family has greatly influenced the course of history. In the 1300s, the War of the Roses had torn the Grey family apart. Their support split between Yorkists Edward IV and Lancastrians Henry IV. The Lancastrians were the victors and the winning side of the family ordered eight total executions of family members for high treason. They were hanged, drawn, and quartered. Sir Ralph Grey ordered his own son to be put to death. The boy was hanged by the neck, cut down while still alive, his intestines were pulled from his abdomen, and he was quartered. His head was put on display at the gate as a warning. In 1695, the Greys acquired the title of Earl of Tankerville, but had no son to inherit it. Perhaps if they've refrained from killing the one that they had? Lady Mary Grey married Charles Bennet, who then inherited the title and brought the Bennet and Grey families together. The following text read very much like an episode of Downton Abbey, Dowager, Countess, and All, so I'll save you the frustration. I'm not saying it's not valuable information. I'm saying I'd be here all day. Let's skip ahead. In 1344, King Edward III authorized battlements to be established at Chillingham in order to upgrade the structure into a stronghold, and in 1617, after a visit from King James I, first king of England and Scotland, the moat was filled and the battlements were converted into residences. A banquet hall and a library were constructed. During World War II, Chillingham housed soldiers and became a stronghold once again. Soldiers stripped much of the woodwork from the castle to burn for heat, and pieces of the lead roof were removed 
causing severe interior damage. When the property was purchased in 1982 by Sir Humphrey Wakefield, second baronet, whose wife was descended from the Greys of Chillingham, he set about restoring the structure to its former glory and opened sections of the castle to the public for tours. The current owners of Chillingham market the castle as one of the most haunted places on Earth. The structure has been investigated by paranormal investigators and has been featured on numerous television programs. The most famous ghost, the Blue, or as he's sometimes called, Radiant Boy, is said to haunt the Pink Room. Guests claim that a blue halo forms around the head of their bed and a loud wailing can be heard. They then see the ghost of the boy at the foot of the bed. During some of the castle's many renovations, the body of a small boy and some scraps of blue fabric were found within a wall that was roughly ten feet thick. Those who found the remains reported that the bones of the fingers had been completely worn down, suggesting that the boy had been walled up alive and had tried to scratch his way out. Visitors to the castle still claim to see the blue light above the bed, but they chalk it up to faulty wiring. The owners of the castle assert that there is no wiring in that wall. The spirit of Lady Berkeley, the wife of Lord Grey, was reportedly left alone with her daughter at Chillingham after Grey ran off with her sister. The rustle of a dress can sometimes be heard in the corridors, as she wanders aimlessly awaiting her husband's return. Guests also report a chill in the air and a sensation of being touched. The dungeon at Chillingham was a literal hell on earth. Prisoners would have their legs broken, and their limp bodies would be thrown twenty feet down into a pit. Many Scottish prisoners were kept in the dungeon and marked their time by scratching it into the walls. These marks still remain. Prisoners were starved and often had to resort to cannibalism of their fellow prisoners, or if they were truly desperate, began to eat pieces of themselves. The torture chamber was controlled by John Sage, one of King Edward's best men in battle. Sage was equipped with every kind of torture device imaginable and used each with pleasure. It's said that Sage tortured men, women, and children at the rate of 50 per week for over three years. When the war ended, Sage realized that he'd amassed a large number of prisoners, and in order to be rid of them, he had them all brought to the Edward Room. Men and women were separated from their children and brought to the courtyard where they were burned alive. The children locked in the Edward room and awaiting their own fate, watched with horror. Once Sage finished with the adults, he took an axe and butchered the children. Guests who stay in the Edward room report a strong smell of blood, and the axe used in the massacre is on display in one of Chillingham's stairwells. Eventually, Sage got what was coming to him, a tribal leader had Sage tortured because he'd supposedly killed the man's daughter. Sage was strung up by his neck and his body was mutilated. His nose, testicles, and toes were cut off, and he was left to die of his injuries. 
locals who witnessed the event took pieces of sage as souvenirs. Over the years, many skeletal remains have been found inside the walls, in hidden rooms, in crawl spaces, and in sections of the castle that have been walled up for decades. Two bodies, a man and a boy, have been found within an old stone vault that had been walled up. There is no identification for these remains. Now, with all the dark history surrounding Chillingham, it's no wonder that this place is so active. Visitors report a feeling of overwhelming sadness hanging over the entire location, and it's a rare occurrence to leave Chillingham unchanged by the experience. Visitors report their hair being pulled, being scratched and bitten by the unseen, and being touched by disembodied hands. Cold spots are often felt, and orbs are often seen, if you believe in orbs. Hundreds of recordings and photographs stand as a testament to the activity at Chillingham Castle. It seems as if it will never outlive its past, and it's doomed to forever be a gateway for the horrors of the past. That's it for this week, dear listeners. Tune in next time for more tales of the creepy, weird, and paranormal. Until next time, stay spooky. The Identity Podcast is brought to you by host Janine Mercer. The podcast is written, produced, and edited by Janine Mercer, unless otherwise stated, and the music is provided by GarageBand. Find The Odd Pod on Twitter and Instagram at IdentityPod and Facebook as The Identity Podcast. You're welcome to email suggestions for future episodes to theidentitypodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like a transcript of this episode, one will be available at theidentitypodcast.wordpress.com. Please take a moment to leave a five-star review on iTunes. And if you haven't already, please make sure to mash the subscribe button to be sure you're in the know when a new episode drops. Sincerest thanks to all that have promoted the Identity Podcast to their family, friends, and coworkers. Every little bit helps. to BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast. The commercial where two idiots debate weird phenomena. I'm Chris. I'm the Believer. I'm Cody. I'm the Skeptic. We are an LGBTQ paranormal comedy podcast. And proud members of the Podmoth Network. So, did you know there's a creature in Japan called a kappa that tries to suck a bejeweled life force out of your anus? Uh, I did not, and I'm not even going to try debunking that. Instead, I volunteer as tribute. Okay, so if you like your podcast a little spooky, a little mysterious... A lot gay. Do we have the show for you? Just listen and subscribe to BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more content, search BSPodPHX on social media or visit BSPodPHX.com. Bye.
Come listen to Fireside Phantoms, the podcast where your hosts, Holly and Carol, yep, that's us, bring our listeners each week a creepy story to discuss. We also have paranormal and paranoid news, which we share every other week to keep you informed of the more recent bizarre stories. There's also a brief tarot reading at the end where we consult the tarot cards on a question we or our listeners want answered. So keep that flashlight handy and tune in to Fireside Phantoms every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform.